I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome once again to another match day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm James and I'm joined by... Hello, my name is Andy. Nice to meet you. Leads that and all that. It's episode 97. We're three short of a century. And today we're discussing our away fixture with West Brom at the Hawthorns. Coming up, we'll discuss our head-to-head record, our team lineup and thoughts, give our predictions for the game. And then as always, we'll be back in the second half of the pod to have a chat after the game. So it's only been 52 hours since our last game. That is a short turnaround. It's a very short turnaround, mate. And I didn't speak to you properly last time, so I'm going to ask you. How was your Christmas? Was it good? It was very good, thank you. Yes, I got some lovely, lovely gifts. You get any Leeds tat stuff? Um, no, but I did get a mug with a picture of my nan with Bielsa on it when she met him in Costa Coffee. Leeds tat, outstanding, brilliant. <laughs> Leeds tat, that's what we need. More Leeds tat merch. <laughs> uh, can you believe as well that it's a year ago today that we had that nerve-wrenching game at Birmingham City? Well, we won 5-4 in the end. It's just been an absolutely mad year since then, hasn't it? On all fronts. Yeah, it's been shit. It's been glorious. It's been weird. But here we are. And uh, yeah, another game against West Brom. In the Premier League. Yeah. Still, I, I still, you know, I still don't believe that we're there until I'm in a ground watching us play in the Premier League with those beautiful new floodlights. Then I won't believe it. I edited something out of the last podcast that, depending on how things go today, I might repeat in the second half. However, I'm a little bit worried about the game today after uh, they've got Big Sam in charge playing eleven at the back. Well, we've had some good battles with West Brom over the past couple of years. Most notable was the 4-0 win at home when Pablo scored that net ripper in the first 16 seconds of the game. I can't believe as well that that was two years ago in March. That was one of the best Leeds United days I've had that I can like remember. I was going on holiday to Filey that day. I normally go on Filey for a weekend. There's about 30, 40 of us who go and it's a big boozy tear-up and it's mint. And normally there's a game on the Saturday, so I have to... Get loose on the Friday, come back on the Saturday, then go back. This time round, they moved the game to the Friday night, so I just went late. But I started drinking at one in the afternoon, and the game went till eight o'clock, was it? So Pablo scores, and I'm like already like 12 deep, and I'm absolutely loving my life. You can imagine how my weekend went after that, can't you? Messy, messy, messy. Well, the thing as well with that is I remember being late into the ground. and Oh, you weren't, were you? I, I saw the goal. Luckily, I saw the goal, but I was late. Normally, like in my seat 10, 15 minutes before, just soak it all up a bit. But literally got to our seat, stood up in the cop, referee blows the whistle. My brother, we're not even watching. My brother in law is just chatting to me in my ear. Literally, my jaw just dropped. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. What a strike. Great memories. Um, so, against West Brom, we've won, how many do you reckon? Oh, 25. We've won 36, drawn 19 and lost 33. Oh, it's tight, isn't it, against the baggies? It is quite tight. And uh, in team news, Cooper's still out injured. Lorente, uh, at what point do we um, you know, go back to uh, 
where we bought him from with the gift receipt. Oh, mate, we don't do that. I reckon he's going to be class when he's ready. Yeah, it's just when, isn't it? Next week. It was that next week. And I think it's funny, actually, now we're on the topic of this, that I still see it written everywhere that we have a leaky defence. And it's amazing, really, because we don't have an out-and-out centre-back available to us. Although Luke Aylin is arguably one of the best centre-backs in the world. Ever. Ever. And um, I think as well, I noticed in the last game, I don't know if you spotted this and whether you and Paul chatted about it, but the... Someone's not listened to the last part. I know, awkward. Uh, Melia came under a bit of stick for sort of flapping at the ball. and He um, wasn't flapping though, was he? They were really clever touches. Yeah, and, and I think as well, like, you can't win. Like, we can't win against pundits. This is why you just should ignore them because we've been slated for having bad defence on set pieces, yet there's Melia trying to come out for more and, and slap it out of the box. So what do you want? You can't have everything. We've got a massive goalkeeper who can jump higher than anyone else. So let him be. I've been saying this all season, mate, the lazy punditry and lazy journalism kicking around regarding Leeds is embarrassing. Premier League pundits and that should have a great look at themselves. I just hope it's not Nigel Spackman again tonight. Flip in heck. So I've been having a look at the opposition forums. It's westbrom.com, which I thought was a bit weird. Hang on, before you had that, did you say team news? Oh, yeah. Team news. What have we got? I don't know. What have we got? Have you got it? Have I got it? I'll race you. I'll give you a clue. Unchanged. Unchanged. Oh. Well, there's no uh, question over fitness, is there? There should be for them, I reckon. Well, yeah. 52-hour turnaround, you would think uh, some might struggle. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a couple of changes at half-time. You never know. Oh, I think, I think they might be tired, mate. Oh, you reckon? Yeah, if they're playing Liverpool. Yeah, that's true. They got a point in that, which was is unnerving, let's say. It's just because they stick 59 players at the back, don't they? Basically, yeah. They've got a few of them players that you are kind of horrible blast from the past players, aren't you? Lee Peltier, former Leeds United captains on the bench. Well, actually, we might as well talk about them since we're, we're already... <laughs> Talking um, about them now? <laughs> yeah. So what do we what do we think about Big Sam and, and West Brom? Like, I thought Billich had done a great job in the Championship getting West Brom out of it. And I think it's a bit sad that he hasn't got another chance because he had a bit of a bromance moment with uh, our Bielsa last season, didn't he? Yeah, mate. I, I wouldn't say I'm sad that he's gone. Uh, I don't really... Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Um, well, I, I'm just looking now at teams who are going to be worse than us and go down and these fit bang into that category so a little bit of chaos for them is fantastic so that, in that respect it's a shame he didn't stay Big Sam's a funny one because back in the day at Bolton he'd sort of come from the US where he was working amongst an American football team and he actually brought back a lot of the sports science methodologies that American football teams were Is it American football like when they chuck a ball in air not yeah. yeah, I think it's. I don't know whether he was coaching for a, a soccer team and they were using the same facilities, but basically he was amongst kind of sports scientists and he brought a lot of that back with him. And was so, he, was he the water boy? He was the water boy. So he, so he did bring all that back with him and they sort of adopted it. And fair play, Bolton did quite well, but he's not the most tactically profound, is he? I hope not, mate. I mean, I'd, say, I'd say no very convincingly, normally, and I probably will do post-match, hopefully, but his style of football, everywhere he's gone, has not excited anybody. When he got the England job, you're thinking, oh, bloody hell, it's Mike Bassett, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and you start to worry, but he's just going to make it difficult for any team he plays against. This is one of us, it's like, can we break him down? If we can do, we'll have a field day, but if we can't, crack you a snooker, aren't we? Yes, very much so. But 
we'll never change our way of playing. So, you know, let's hope Rodrigo, Rafinha, Harrison, all of our attacking players on form. So, opposition forums. Westbrom.com. Westbrom.com. So that's, a, that's a bloody great URL to get in it for them. Yeah, no, I wonder if they've tried selling it to the club. Give you it for five grand, mate. Is that right? Uh, don't know what accent that was. The Jacko 2000 says, Allardyce will relish playing Bielsa. Isn't a fan of pretty boy football loving? Mate, do you know what I did like then? What? Allardyce in a pretty accent's quite like gratifying, isn't it? Allardyce. Allardyce. Yeah. <laughs> so my little boy loves Jenny Alioski because it's such a nice name to say, isn't it? It's really kind of pleasing on the tongue. Yeah. Allardyce and Brummies now. Anyway, sorry, go on. Um, Hunslet Baggy would love us to give these a tonking so I can go into work on Monday with a smug face. I hope you have an awful day at work on Monday. Ross, interesting clash of styles, but equal worst defences. There we go again. People thinking we've got the worst defence. But equal worst defences, it's all well and good parking a bus, but can we score a couple of goals for a win against a very dodgy defence? Let's see. I mean, on paper, goals conceded we have, haven't we? There's no shine behind it, but as you say, we've not really had a decent crack at as proper defence, have we? No, no, not at all. And and it's remarkable, really, that we are in the position that we are. Uh, you know, it could be a lot worse, but we're all out attack. We defend from the front with Bamford, as always. And Bamford has, on a number of occasions, had a very good game against West Brom, so I'm hoping for the same today. Oh, that was lovely. Um, referee. Hello, Joe. Merry Christmas. Thanks ever so much again for the referee research. Love you. Uh, the referee for the West Bromwich Albion game will be Nuno Santos' new best friend, Lee Mason. The Bolton supporter managed to upset the Wolves boss on Monday with Santos stating Mason does not have the quality to be a Premier League official. Ouch. Oh, also Bolton fan. Sam Allardyce. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Hopefully this isn't an omen, but the last time Mason took charge of a Leeds game, it was the exact same fixture in November 2018. We lost 4-1. Hernandez scoring a consolation goal in stoppage time at the end with an assist from one Samuel Saiz. wonder what he's doing now. I wonder what Saiz is doing now. I think he's probably playing football. He was very good, wasn't he? He, he was good, but he had a stinking attitude, really, on, on reflection. Yeah. Kevin Friend, VAR today. Again, what is oh, it with him? Friend? Um, I don't know. Is, is he like the bridesmaid? Or was I, the bridesmaid never the bride? I think they sort of say, who fancies this one? And he's like, a bit cold, actually. Can I can I watch it inside? Is that all right? <laughs> Bottle job. <laughs> so, on to predictions. What do you reckon? I think it's going to be a really tough game tonight. Um, Come on. Come I, do, on. I do. I genuinely I think it's going to be a tough and just, I think he's going to set them up really hard. But, you know, they'll be buzzing after that Liverpool game, getting a point from that they didn't expect. So, They'll have earmarked this is when they're going to try to get three points from, and I think it could be for us just to go counter them. We can counter them and let them come at us a bit. I think we could do some damage. Um, so all being said, tough game, 2-0 leads. I did like it. Obviously, Burnley's second half was tough, but I did like how we tried to play in Bamford very quickly and he got in between the defence nicely. And you think if we can do that again and we're a bit more consistent everywhere else in the park, we could do quite well out of this fixture. So I'm predicting... A 3-1 win to Leeds. So we're both after a victory. What's your word? They're called the baggies, aren't they? They are, yeah. Baggy. I could do with some bigger trousers because I've put on some extra pounds this Christmas. 
And uh, let's hope we beat the baggies today, 3-1. Pointless. My word is pointless. Because no, I'm out- no, we need points. Well, this is it, mate. I'm really desperate. We don't come away pointless. But it's pointless having all these great performances we've had against these teams and not, not winning these ones. End of the day, we need to keep racking them up and getting them on the board. So I hope we don't come away pointless and it's pointless having great performances without victories. I think you're, you're, you're dead right. These are the ones that we need to get the points on the board. So fingers crossed we can do it. Let's have a, a great game today and, and we can be positive afterwards because Andy's uh, having having drinks and last time we lost, it was an uncomfortable podcast to record. So none of that this time, hopefully. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. We could, I mean, if all else fails, just cut those bits of you saying you're wrong into the second half of the podcast. We don't even have to do the rest of it. <laughs> Right, enough of this jibber-jabber. Let's go hope it's not Nigel Spackman on Amazon, yeah? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. I tell you what, James, that is why we do pre and post match right there in it. Because in, in pre match, we are absolutely, well, I was going, oh, Jesus, here we go again. It's going to be one of them games. It's going to be tight. It's going to be Allardyce. It's going to be, it's going to be 1 0 tops. And then, boom, Andy gets 95 quid in his back pocket, Leeds win 5-0. I told you not to panic, didn't I? One of the, I've got my notes here, and, and I was thinking before that they were going to park, park the bus, typical Sam Allardyce style, but I think they just forgot the bus, didn't they? Mate, if they did, they didn't park it in the right place, did they? Christ, they were woeful, weren't they? Well, exactly. And when uh, Remain Sawyers, who everyone's been beating on about for however long, Scores that comical own goal. You've just got to be happy straight away, haven't you? As soon as that went in, you kind of felt that they were going to drop their heads, and and they did. It was just all downhill from there for them. But a lovely uphill ride for us. That doesn't even make sense, but you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean, mate. So for some reason, uh, for, if you've not been following it, if you've not seen the score, for, like Leeds won 5 0. We got given a beautiful late Christmas present from Romain Sawyers to give us a. Cheeky own goal, and we're in. What I liked about it is now that I'm looking back at it. Do you remember before kickoff they had like this wild dance music on before before the game even started, and then yeah. it's whimpers to nothing, just a slow pass out of the centre circle. But then when you look back and you think, yeah, you've got pumped five nil, and you had techno music to play you guys on. Mate, it were blue wickets, cheeky vimtels, and reef at start, <laughs> and by end of it, they are screaming and crying into their bags. We've got a mate joining us. It was not Paul. It's not Matt. You know where some people actually listen? Do they? Yeah, yeah, straight up, mate. I don't know why, but we've got a, an avid listener, our mate Katie. Say hello, Katie. How do? How did you find the game, Katie? So I, w- I was trying trying not to drink like between Christmas and New Year, and it got to a point where it's like 20 minutes before the game, and it's like, now I need, I need to have a beer, settle the nerves down and stuff. And when we... um. I think last two games I've not been able to eat like during games either. It's just like no, need to work, need to work, can't, can't candle this. Um but yeah, managed to have some tea, nice and go. 
it just the nerves just slowly dwindled and I think it was when we got to four nil then I was all right but it was only at that point I couldn't do it beforehand that's she's clearly a James fan with the word nerves isn't she so basically Kate is a bottle job who gets nervous during games won't eat won't drink won't do out James you're a bottle job I was confident from day dot no you weren't no you weren't not at all you were bricking it I think um Another thing that surprised me in that game, I don't know about you two, but did you think Alioski's goal was going to hit Rose Z or the top corner? It was going in all day. Yeah. All day. As soon, yeah, it would as soon you. As he, it was just absolute golden, wasn't it? As soon as he um, hit you, you, but before that, you must have been thinking, please pass it. No, you know <laughs> you know that my lad Artie is obsessed with Alioski, pretends he's Alioski all day long, doesn't it? So I, I backed him all the way thinking, my lad's got no skill, he's got no skill, it's going in top bins this. He had acres of space, didn't he? So the, I was surprised that they got the cut back. And then as soon as he struck it, it, it was going in. He wasn't missing that one. It was a beautiful strike, that one. Fair play, Gianni. Speaking of a beautiful strike, Pascal's not bad, is he? I know they didn't offer anything whatsoever, but it, it, when you look at it and go, we've got a makeshift back four going on, I don't feel worried when he's in team. He looks about 70 poor kid, doesn't he? He's had hard paper round uphill. But he's little Wolverine. Yeah, but he's been doing good, hasn't he? Yeah, he seems to be confident and settled and it seems to be going okay. So I think for as long as Yorente and Cooper and Koch are out, I think we can try and stabilise as much as we can. And then that'll give us the confidence to have clean sheets over everyone else. Don't bring sense to this podcast, Katie Jesus. Yeah, sorry. Come on. I think the thing with Pascal as well is he is uh, he's basically a model product of Bielsa, isn't he? Someone who's been working hard in the under-23s, playing to the system exactly. So he's just ready. He's ready to play that, that exact same style of football and be dropped in because he's clearly got the ability. Yeah, definitely, mate. He, the fact that he is like regarded as the... If Phillips is out, he's played Phillips' role. And I think... I can't remember who we spoke to because um, we've been quite blessed on this podcast that we're speaking to some good people. But I thought somebody said that he's the best passer of the ball at the club. Brilliant insight. I've not heard that stat. It's not a stat, Kate. It's an opinion, mate. But apparently he's the best sprayer at ball. So that could be your opinion that you're just masking as like anyone else's. You I, said, I said we've been blessed by some great opinions on this podcast. Haven't I? <laughs> So yeah, the, obviously we're on to Harrison's goal and he's had that brilliant link-up play with Bamford on the edge of the box and he's he's done that nice little sort of Cruyff turn onto his left foot and absolutely blasted it in the top left corner for the third. Do you know what really annoyed me during game? Um, I don't know about you, Katie, but we're in a, in a kind of chat in WhatsApp with all, with all our mates who, who watch games and that. For some reason, they're, they're a minute ahead. So I'm going, hey, up, something good's coming, my phone's vibrating. See, I have that with, um, if we have Prime on the telly, then it's two minutes behind. But if you watch it on your phone, it's pretty much up to date. James, how were you watching? We were ahead, or were you all right? Were you bang on? It was bang on. In fact, no, the first goal was ahead and I got a notification. And I, I got it and I was like, we're not going to score from this. Like, this must be like, I must be well behind. And then it, <laughs> it was... <laughs> It was the it was the pass back, which was obviously the own goal. I was like, ah, that makes sense. But then everyone from then on was like spot on, and I was on time. But I do turn my notifications off because I'm I'm not a fan of spoilers, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm normally airplane mode all the time, but today for some reason I, I chucked my phone up beside its sofa, 
but my arm's like pretty decent, so I kept, I've just got too giddy. Um, but Jack Harrison channeled his inner Patrick Bamford for that goal, didn't he? Against Villa, it were beautiful, intricate play, and he twatted that straight into it goal, didn't he? Yeah, it was very good. I think as well, there's a nervousness with VAR about tackling um, players in the box. They're always very cautious. It feels like they get a bit more space than you would in the Championship, like yeah. like the Villa goal and Bamford. You know, where he, he sort of had three or four players surrounded him, but he he managed to find space quite nicely. Do you think that's because they stand off thinking that no one's going to be that audacious to try that? Or do you think it's just crap defending? I think West Brom are crap. There were a point where they were trying to attack in second half and like the Villa goal for Pat, there were four of us round the ball and I think that the the West Brom player just panicked and fell over at top at ball because there were four of us around them. Yeah, valid. We're classy now. Oh, we are, <laughs> we are aren't we? What did you think to uh, Rodrigo today? I thought I thought up until he was taken off, he was he's kind of my man of the match, to be honest. I just thought he was exceptional, but... He, he got was so blind, wasn't he? Oh yeah, he, he's he's so good. I think um, Rafinha and Rodrigo have, have really taken us on a level this this season. I, I still think there's loads more to come from. Them. I don't fi- I don't feel like Rodrigo's fully settled in yet. He's playing really well, but he, I, I think there's going to be. It's exciting because I think there's loads to come. You can really tell that it were a short summer and it were a, a steep learning curve for both. Um, Rodri and Rafa to come into squad because they've not quite got the the tire the, the tightness of the style of play down to um, how I constitute like the Premier League players. So you'll see like Rodrigo tried to play today and he, he he thinks he's got more space to turn than what he does. And then sometimes it means that he turns the ball over. But they're just class. Like I've been desperate for Rafa to score a goal and, and Rodrigo's just immense and you can see that it's coming. And like I feel like we're about fifty percent at the minute. So when we get like full of like hundred percent of them in a game, it's gonna be insane. Yeah, and I think there when with my my point going into that, like Rodrigo's an international centre forward and now he's been pushed back just behind and he's channeling his childhood hero in Pablo Hernandez, everyone's childhood hero. And he's now got to try and replicate that. And he's suddenly becoming the absolute don at it. I don't want to kind of ruin it, but I was between two players for Man at Match and Rodrigo were in a kind of nice third. Both goal with Rodrigo's goal. Good hit, wasn't it? On target, always is not an own goal. No? Anyone taking that off him? I can't even remember it. <laughs> too many goals. Is it like, too many, is it like too, too many dicks in the dance floor? Too many goals in the, uh, in the West Brom goal, yeah? <laughs> Honestly, like just occasionally when we have games like that where we score a lot, I just can't remember. It's just, the whole game is a blur, an amazing blur, which which I like to be honest. We've got a real diverse part of lads scoring for us now. It's not all just on Paddy's shoulders, and I think that really helps going back to the point Andy was making earlier about Rodrigo. And I wish we'd tried to have it when we had Eddie having. Eddie and Pat playing together in some way, shape, or form. But I think that that's what we're getting in this team and. And when it's not working, we've got Pablo for that bit of creativity. Um, but I think the, the larger the more time they spend together, the more they're going to gel and the better they're going to be. And it's just it's just dead exciting, isn't it, to watch them? Uh, do you know what's absolutely crackers? That's two games in 16 games where there's been five different scorers in two different games. Ladies and gentlemen, take piss. We are good. The other, thing is, good. the other thing as well is that he has scored 
I don't know if you heard during the game, but they were saying that Patrick Bamford has scored more goals under Bielsa than any other player under Bielsa has before. Yeah. And what, yeah. what is, if you look at some, some of the strikers he's had, and you know, he don't stay around places for too long, does he? But if you look at some of the strikers he's had, and little Paddy Bamford, and I got it the other day when everyone's going, oh, look at the difference between Paddy and Roof. Paddy scored more than Roof did in 20, 30 less games, is it? To it daft. Yeah, and, you know? and you easily forget as well how frustrated you were at times with Roof for missing absolute sitters as well. So it, ju- it just happens. And in the championship against Leeds, teams just put everything behind the ball and the, there was such a lack of space for people like Bamford to try and score um, that it was tougher. Right, you ready for this one then, Jim? Go on. Katie, brace yourself. <laughs> I said it I said it first part of this podcast that last episode, I edited something out due to uh, drunk excitement. Right. I said to Paul, we had, a, we had a good 10 minute chat about it. I cut completely out because <laughs> I thought, <laughs> You dickhead, Andy. Why are you getting so carried away? And I went, if we beat West Brom, are we safe? Are Leeds United safe in the Premier League now? Technically, we're well, not. Well, I have a stat for you. I'm going to be your, your unofficial stater at this rate. Um, but there was something I saw earlier today where, you know, we all believe that you need 40 points to be safe. To be safe. The last time you needed 40 points to be safe was 10 years ago. Were it? Yeah. So we're holding on to 40 points saying, oh, well, we're halfway there, it's Christmas, you know, we, you know, it's a good position to be in, but we've not, no one's needed that many points for a decade. So if, you, if you're a betting person, you'd, you'd like to think that we, we're going to be all right, but again, as someone who doesn't like to tempt fate, it's hey, get 40 points and see where we are. You don't tell me that it's actually 50 points. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be very, it'd be very leads that, wouldn't it? If it went tits up now, there's still a long way to go. Like I refuse to think we're safe. That's just me all over. But you'd like to think we've done a big part of the job. Yeah, if I so before I do the edit, mate, this might get cut out too. So don't worry. <laughs> just, I, I don't know why I've just remembered this, but uh, during the game, did you, did you see it? A pass, I'd say a pass, it's like an absolute rocket across the field that Rafinha made and it almost like knocks Phillips' head off. And yeah, Phillips starts laughing, doesn't he? Phillips starts giggling his tits off, doesn't he? Five-star performance, deserved the fifth goal. Mr. Brazilian wonder kid himself, Rafinha. The second coming of Ronaldinho, would you say? Hopefully not, because he'll be in prison for a fake passport. And he's got, <laughs> and he's, he's got much better dental hygiene. <laughs> but Rafinha scored an absolute worldie for a fifth, didn't he? Which didn't only set Leeds United apart, it paid for my day today. I got 95 quid off that because it was just outside the box. 18 to 1, 5 quid on. Thank you, Rafa. Merry Christmas. What a finish, though, eh? Gamble responsibly. Uh, yeah, it was also... <laughs> it, was also <laughs> it was also the build-up play. Like, I think there was Dallas... Who else was there? Dallas Rafinha, someone else was part of it. Maybe Calvin. Bam- Calvin, yeah, that's it. And uh, yeah, we were so good um, moving around the box, moving up the wing. He's given us what Costa hasn't been able to give us, which is piercing the wing like so 
um, so efficiently. And it's, Whilst it's boss being asked to defend as well. Exactly. That's my next point is that, yeah. but also defending and defending like so effectively. I just think he's like a complete Bielsa player and he, and he saw, and his finish was so good. But how good is this champagne Leeds United when you find the up and you go, do you know what? We'll bring on the champ champ to come on at wing. And when he came on, Costa looked dangerous, didn't he? He looked caffeinated for once. But you know what? That that's the thing. Like, like Ross is coming in. He's, he's just been that good. And and to be fair to him, Costa had a really good start to the season. And I'll I'll never slay anyone while they're in a league shirt. But that Ross is just next level leads, and I feel like that's what we've deserved for a long time. Um, but Costa, you you can tell he's gutted that he's not playing. So when he comes on, if he doesn't do it. The only other time he's got opportunity to is murder ball. So he's, he's got to do something different. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what you find, uh, what I'm finding is that, so this time last year, you're thinking, right, you know, got, we've definitely got to keep hold of Calvin Phillips. We need to build a team around him. And then now you're starting to think, right, we've got Phillips. Now we've got Rafinha and we've got Rodrigo. We've got, we've got Bamford, baby. Not Bamford, we've got Elon yeah. Manning. And then you think around those players, like we need to build again on this team. And you can see it, you can see it going through the motions at the minute and building nicely without, you know, just slinging out players. Because I'd hate that. Um, you know what, mate? We're, we're, yeah. close, we're close to a bloody unbelievable spine. If we can get a fit centre half of a decent few games. Because let's be fair, I know we've not seen Lorente yet. Cooper's been class most of the season, hasn't he? Cox's been good. He's been adjusting, but he's been good. You think there, you've got three potential very good centre-halves. We've got a spine there. You've got a spine, you've got a problem, haven't you? I think, right, we need to turn up Jackie Herrig on her, just get that over line, no matter what, just get it sorted. And then, I think Cox just taking a bit of a longer time to get settled, and, and that's you know, reasonable. But it's been um, good, hasn't it? I think he's had a couple of problems just settling in and understanding it and getting to grips with the same with with team. But Coops is yeah, he's had a couple of issues and yada yada yada. So I don't everyone. No one's infallible. But there's been some times where he's just done some really great stuff and I'm I'm love to see people shagging him off on Twitter. He's worked so hard to get here, and why should anyone try and take it away from him? The elders are happy. I'm happy. Well, let's get into it. Man of the match. Who's going first? Should we have our guests go first? Oh, it's like you said, it's 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 hard, and it sometimes when we're just that good, but nope, we're nope. great, it's and I'm finally starting a girl. No, for me, Rafinha. I'm having Rafinha. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm proud of him. This is my mumness coming through. I'm proud of it, lad. He deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Katie, congratulations on your Leeds up debut, but you're wrong in your first in your first dig. <laughs> what a prick. <laughs> There's only one man in the match today. And I for once I agree. I've been slagging off the pundits left, right, and centre, but I agree today. Gianni Alioski. I've been calling out for the last few weeks and here saying, Oh, we need a new left back a proper left-back, who's an actual left-back, because Stu Dallas has been doing great there, but he's been shoved back to right-back and then back into midfield and blah, blah, blah. Alioska comes at left-back. And you know what? Alioska today was unbelievable. He stopped everything. He attacked well. He showed a bit of grit, showed his double hard, and 
One of the most enjoyable things about watching football is seeing footballers play with a smile on their face. And every time they got a close one, Janet, he was grinning. He was girding his tits off and he was buzzing every time at near him. And that's what I want to see. So, Johnny Alioski, fully agreed. Great man of the match. Up and down everywhere. We've got one for Alioski, one for Athenia. Jim? I was dying to tell you that you were wrong and I was going to side with Katie Andy just, just to be annoying. But you're going Johnny, aren't you? <laughs> I am going Johnny Alioski. Yes! I think you're right. Like, <laughs> no, he is sort of overlooked and you do write him off um, quite easily because there's times he frustrates you, you're like, how can one man be offside ten times in a game? But he he just but today it was perfect. He was defended so well. His link up play was brilliant and he deserved the goal and he, he got blood all over him and yeah, I love him. Mate, if he was keeper he'd still be offside. Is that he's just got that in him and he he's just an absolute shit house and I adore him. So. Oh, in that like everyone was but I did think Rafinha was, was brilliant and I think Stuart Dallas moving out onto the right hand side has, has been fantastic Aileen's brilliant oh god it's tough but Jenny Olaski to say first half at podcast uh, which you'll be privy to later Katie um, I, I was saying like I was so worried about it being a really tight and a close game and we absolutely dominated and that's the closest I've seen to Leeds taking Mick in god knows how long if, if, if we put his toe down, it would have been filth. Do you know what? There were a bit at the end of the game and when full-time alert came through my phone and I was still watching it, it's like, if we'd have been there, we'd have been all in passes, wouldn't we? Like, you could just see it. And it's like, imagine if, if Carl had been there. It would yeah. have been just so much sweeter. It's heartbreaking, isn't it? It's heartbreaking that we're not there. It, definitely. It, it's, well, you, you think as well, that I read that that was the first time we'd been 4 0 up at half time away from home since 1995. As an away fan in the ground, you would be absolutely loving that. And I feel I feel for everyone who isn't getting to go to games. Right. Final I'll tell you words. what, though, feel, oh. feel for me, though, I've had this whole year with no other Leeds fan, like an eight year old don't count. I was a bloody scum fan. Imagine yeah, doing your, all this that's on your, your own. own. Doing. That's your own doing. You can get rid of Rich. You can bid him off. You're better than that. Love you, Rich. You've met him. You know that's not happening. Yeah, but you could you could brainwash him. Jeez. Uh, right. Final words apart from divorce. What's yours, Katie? <laughs> really, I'm uh, I'm I'm really glad. So, what is that now? Six, nine points from twelve. It's just feel like we're settling now. Feel like we're getting into it. So yeah, really for New Year. Delighted. I am absolutely delighted. That was a perfect performance. We've needed one of them for a while. And uh, especially after, you know, getting a few goals knocked in the old onion sack a few weeks ago against Man United to score five ourselves is, is fantastic. I don't think we particularly played well against Burnley as well. So, yeah, coming coming into that from Burnley and the scum game, scoring five, playing excellently. I'm delighted. So my word is settle. And it's not because I'm settling for a cheeky 5-0, once settling for a 4-0, but I'm just glad that we're settling into Premier League and we're looking safe, we're looking ready, we're looking good. I really hope we can go bust the duck in London against Spurs and then, is it Crawley and Cup after? It, yep, it is. I just, I just hope that's all right. I hope we're looking like we're fresh and we're ready. Right, well, Leeds United, five away from home against West Brom. 
Let's enjoy that going into the new year. Many thanks to Katie for joining us. Thank you for having me. Very impromptu, but lots and lots of fun. Only at best, you know this, mate. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no planning and <laughs> schedule on this show. Well, that's it. That's it for 2020. 2020 can basically piss off, can't it? It's been a funny old year, and let's hope 2021's a lot better for everyone out there. And yeah, we're back to London, somewhere we haven't won in a long time. Uh, so that's a good start, isn't it? Podcast Network.